Live from the FantasyFootballShow.com studios, it's the Fantasy Football Show. Live! Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. What is going on, good people? You are watching the Fantasy Football Show. I'm your man, Smitty. And, to, and today we're breaking down ADP rankings, ADP steals, fantasy football draft day, monsters hiding in and waiting in the shadows, sleeping giants, guys that can steal away the championship from the other owners in your league. We're going to get to all that in a second. We don't have much news to go over, but we'll hit the news. And now for the news. Here from the Take a Lap Times, the FantasyFootballShow.com news desk, we br- we're bringing you the only real big piece of news today. Watson, uh, the disciplinary hearing for Browns QB Deshaun Watson is over for the day, but the plan is to be back in again tomorrow. That would be day three in front of Judge Sue uh, Robinson, who is a, a retired judge that's the disciplinary officer for the situation. She's taking a look at everything. Most likely, she's going to hand down some sort of of disciplinary recommendation to the NFL and Roger Goodell. Roger Goodell could then uh, potentially, actually the league and Sue Robinson are the ones that would, I believe, appeal to Roger Goodell. Roger Goodell can then determine whatever he wants to do. As long as there's discipline deemed and recommended by Sue Robinson, Goodell can do whatever he wants. He could say out indefinitely. I predict that the NFL is going to put Deshaun Watson on uh, uh, at least a one season suspension but probably some sort of indefinite suspension because we just don't know what's going to happen here there's too much unknown there's too many things around the corner that no one can see there's no way they're going to be like yeah it's an eight game suspension and then four more things pop up five more things pop up because each of these cases that could arise two potentially looked at being filed recent or soon um no one knows what's what's in store for, for Watson and the cases and the evidence that could come out of the new cases, not to mention we're pretty pretty confident that multiple things are going to pop up between now and like August 1. I'd say his four cases turn, his still pending four cases that are that are going to go to trial, go to a civil court. Those four cases, I believe, or they're still in civil court, they're going to turn into to, to, to double digits by the time we get to August 1. Because there's 60 to 100 situations potentially out there. Alright, that's it for the news. There's not much to go over today. Today I wanted to go over something a little different. I wanted to go over a mock draft that we we all kind of uh, part, partook in last night on ESPN. And I gotta say, we've been doing a lot of sleeper mock drafts. And um, we get used to that ADP rank. We get used to uh, what it looks like to draft on one platform. And a lot of you been saying smitty we need to mock draft on espn more we all like espn let's do espn more so we did espn last night and i gotta tell you it was a little refreshing not to see the same adp rank over and over and over it was a little refreshing to be able to see guys that i think aren't falling as much as they used to fall again on a different platform um fallon says uh they already gave him 45 million they give him forty six million actually, and there's a one million dollar salary I believe that 
the NFL could potentially like hold or try and you know uh, hold back from him. That's why the contract it's forty six million a year, every single year forty six million dollars, forty six million, forty six million, forty six million, every single year of Watson's deal, the two hundred thirty million dollar guaranteed, he gets forty six of it every single season, uh, forty six or forty seven. I forget what the actual number is, and and so they gave him forty, I believe forty six million in a signing bonus or forty five million. And then one million of it would be salary. Then the remainder of the the contract, it's salary. It's salary, and that salary can be, you know, withheld from Watson, but the signing bonus can't. So we already got that chunk, almost all of his first year. But there's verbiage in the contract that says any suspension that results in new cases that arise, and there are two new cases in the four that are currently on the table still. Two of those are brand new. But, but they they are they 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 developed after the contract was signed. Verbiage in the in the contract says that the Browns could void the deal. How do they get that money back? I don't know. Would that be a ten year process in court? Probably. I'm not saying they can just press a button and get it back, but technically speaking, they could ask for the contract to be voided. So we'll see what happens. How how easy? How hard that'll be? I don't know. Wait, Smitty just hopped on the channel recently. Do you like start sits trades when the season starts? Of course, Anonymous. What do I look like? A complete a-hole? You think I wouldn't be here? Anonymous dropping start bench questions for you. Do you think I'm not here giving you the waiver wire winners? Do I look like the kind of man that would fall asleep at the wheel, Anonymous, during the season? The answer is absolutely without equivocation. No hesitation. I'm your man. Year-round, 365, 24-7. Buckle up, Anonymous. Buckle up. Uh, This draft we did, so let's go over each and every round, and let's talk about the potential monster steals at each and every turn in this draft. Um, Your boy Smitty was drafting from the 10 spot. You can see Team Smitty. I took Javante a wee bit early uh, because... I didn't want... The running backs were going off the board. Swift was off the board. Najee fell to eight. Um, Of course, you know, we saw Eckler and McCaffrey and Cup and Jonathan Taylor and Jefferson and and, and the usual suspects go ahead of my 10 pick. Um, But I felt like I'd rather reach on Javante and let one of the many wide receivers that I liked one of them fall to me or two of them fall to me versus having no Javante and no running back fall to me. So I made a calculated decision. Thank you, Anonymous. Appreciate you. I made a calculated decision to go with Javante at 10. Now, do we see anything in here that looks surprising, you know, glaring? I think the only thing that makes me feel like, oh, I got to mention this because everything's pretty par for the course. Eckler, not that he can't earn that, but he, he you know, I'd, I'd rather have a couple other players than him, but he's definitely like top five. I think the the Chargers and Herbert is going to ball out in 2022. So I, I can't I can't argue Eckler too. But Jefferson, Chase, those are guys I tend to take before Eckler. Najee, maybe number two or below those two or even three wide receivers if you include Cooper Cup. Swift is my, Swift and Najee are my, my guys I'm looking for at 7. Like, I just hope one of them falls to me at 7 or 8. Uh, Swift, I'm okay with there. They were gone. I took Javante. I think Najee's the surprise falling to 8. He's like my number 2 or number 3. So, falling to 8, that's a steal. 
Uh, Swift wasn't necessarily a steal, but that's good value there. Javante was a little bit of an itty-bitty reach on my part, and I admit it, and I own it, and I like it, and I don't apologize for it, and I do it again. Little itty-bitty reaches are okay when there's logic behind them and, and strategy behind them. And like I said, I'm sitting here looking at no running backs that I'm going to like in the first two rounds. Not that I'm I'm very okay with going zero RB in today's uh, ADP climate. I really am. But I wanted to get Javante in this draft. So in the second round, your boy Smitty had his pick of really everybody you see here and Debo. And Debo was the clear pick for me. Debo played like a top five wide receiver last year. Debo felt like a top five wide receiver. It wasn't like Debo f- tripped and fell into elite numbers. He looked the part. Like you, wa- If you watch Niner games, you knew Debo was elite. You knew Debo was the heart and soul of the team. He wasn't just a, a benefactor of a good situation churning out numbers. He was the reason. He was the core. He was the guy making things happen, taking control. So I don't I don't question Debo Samuel's ability to be a top 15 overall player in fantasy football. I worry a little bit about injury. We all kind of do. He took a lot of carries up the gut, which we don't want in 2022. We definitely want him playing wide back, which is out wide, catching the football at the line of scrimmage or behind it, taking the ball and advancing it downfield versus the quarterback doing that, which I'm fine with Trey, Trey Lance doing that. But we're going to have a little bit less wide back. But we're going to probably have no running back. We don't want any running back carries for, for Debo. They're different. When people say no carries, no wide back, they're two different things. Um, so we want Debo playing wide back. He's going to play wide back. Don't listen to the, the stupid noise about he's not playing wide back. He's playing wide back. He wants the football. He's playing wide back. Debo, Cook, Lamb. Mixon at 16. He Mixon fell further than normal. In our drafts, he's been going in the top 10, 11. Aaron Jones has been climbing. I don't I don't hate it, but I also don't absolutely love it. I like it. I like him around 20. I don't love him at 17. Tyreek Hill. We took him in the throne draft. I've mixed feelings on him. I I, I think moving teams. You know, I worry about his hamstrings at some point. This dude's firing off a thousand percent every time he runs the ball. His hamstrings are just at some point gonna turn into Deshaun Jackson's, but I think he's got one more, maybe two more years left before I start worrying about that, I suppose. I don't know. I go back and forth. I go back and forth. I I think at 24 or 25 overall, the risk feels a lot more baked in. In the throne draft, we got him at 24. I think I'm a little hesitant at 18. Not a a lot, but a little bit. I, I still like him. I mean, Miami Mike, if Tua can't feed Waddle and Tyreek, I do believe... Miami Mike, who orchestrated and blueprinted the Debo Samuel role in San Francisco, he is responsible for a big part of that role. He's going to make Tyreek and Waddle little mini Debo Samuels at times. And so for that reason, I feel like he can survive Tyreek Hill at elite wide receiver one, at least low end wide receiver one value. And at at second round value, if you're getting a a wide receiver one, you're getting your, your money's worth. You're not reaching. It's all about health for me. If he can stay healthy, I think he'll probably be okay. I don't know that he'll be his old self. I think him and Devontae Adams both get a, a, a downtick in, in yardage and receptions and probably touchdowns. Um, 
you know, their, their moves weren't good. They went to lesser quarterbacks. They went to different situations. They're learning new playbooks. Being on the move isn't always a great thing. What's up, Ryan? What's up, Swaggy? By the way, uh, what's up, R. Smith? First in the building today was Jeb. Not surprising. Jeb's been running in here pretty quickly these days. Michael KCPA lives for this stuff. He's doing probably TPS reports and accounting work while we, while he listens to us in an earbud with a wire because he's wired in. This is not a Bluetooth guy. Michael CPA probably has some wire going straight into uh, a, 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 a PC because he probably isn't a Mac guy because he's a numbers man. Probably hates Mac. Uh, that, that's Michael KCPA. Jeb, thank you for being here. Hod Prime, Scotty, uh, Shoddy, Official, Raphael, Lance, Calvin, appreciate everybody in here. Everybody else, rock out. Wesley, all of you guys. Hit the like button, the thumbs up button, smash it, Dalvin Cook it, and subscribe if you're if you're new. Uh, Evans is a little high for me. I'm not going to sit here and say Evans can't earn that. I mean, no Gronk doesn't just like vault him into the first round. I think that we're fickle human beings in this world, and we we're so reactive. And our expectations are really weird. R. Smith dropping the super. Thank you, good buddy, good pal. Let's see what he has to say. R. Smith says, requested name change in Cup League. Check inbox. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll look for it, R. Smith. I ho- on Instagram, you sent me a DM. I, I can't change everybody's names. I will change R. Smith's name. If it's that important to you, I will do it, R. Smith. I appreciate that. The Super Chat does get you a little bit of a wiggle room on the name change. So I appreciate you. Great success. Um, what, did, what is Ron saying? Great. Uh, Hill had great success without in multiple games without Mahomes. Okay. Yeah. I mean, and some of it's changing teams. Some of it's uh, Silver in the building. What's up, Silver? Kenny. Kenny. Meet the woo. Meet the woo says Evans is too high. Yeah, I, I just think Gronk leaving doesn't just vault him like that much. Gronk was going to be hurt. Gronk's probably coming back still, you know, at some point midseason. Tom will call him. Tom Brady's going to say, hey, look, buddy, you're coming back and you're coming back now. And Gronk's going to be on the basketball court in his backyard filming videos, bored as hell, throwing parties, losing weight, being in shape. Getting in the best shape of his life. That's what he te- tends to do when he when he retires. He gets in the best shape of his life. Loses some LBs. Gets a little quicker and lighter. Um, Gronk's probably coming back at some point. That's what I, I think. Even if he doesn't though. He's retired because he probably knows he doesn't have it in the tank anymore to go 17 games in today's NFL. Taking hits. Trying to stay healthy. He had a tough enough time in his prime staying healthy. What makes us think at an older age, Gronk can stay healthy? So I don't know why we're fickle human beings. That's where I was going. We're fickle human beings. This is why I study psychology. This is why I bring psychology to fantasy football with the segments that we do that are psych-related. We are emotional beings and we're reactive. And we hear, what have you done for me lately? What news did I just hear? And the fact that Gronk retires, it makes everybody vault Mike Evans all the way up from like about 3.5, 3.4 is about where he was comfortably settling ADP-wise. And Gronk retires, and now we see people taking him at 18, 19, 17 overall. And I'm not saying he can't earn it, 
I'm just saying he climbed from a value at 3.5 where I felt like he could he could earn that pretty easily and explode from it. Baked in risk, baked in value. That's where I felt like he was at. Now I feel like he's in a place 17 where he has to deliver. He can't miss two or three. Can't miss more than one game. He's got to deliver to get you your value back. I don't like Mike Evans built teams when you're grabbing the guys, your second drafted player in your draft. I feel like if he is your second player drafted, your team is going to look just a, a wee bit light. And I think you're going to walk out of your draft going, shot, where's my second rounder? Where, Smitty, someone stole my second round pick. I'm looking at my roster right now. I've got Javante, or I've got DeAndre Swift in round one. I've got no second rounder. I have Evans and a third rounder. Evans belongs in the third round. He belongs at 3.2, 3.3, 3.4. Not 2.18, or 2.18. Not 18 overall. Not 2.11. I I don't think he should be your second drafted player. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying he can't ball out. I just think it's a little early. James Conner at 20. No. No. we're, We're getting a little out of control. You guys remember when I predicted James Conner to win leagues? The year he was backing up Lev Bell, there was no talk about a holdout. There was no injury. Lev Bell was going to start and ball out. And I said, James Conner's going to win leagues. I said on NBC Sports Radio. I then proceeded to write it on thefantasyfootballshow.com content. And he won leagues for people. Lev Bell ended up not playing. It was absolute win a league. James Conner was a monster. He was a savior. Then the next year, when you had to pay the piper, he failed you. Last year, he was a sleeper. You didn't have to draft him high. He was a savior. This year, you got to pay the piper again. I'm going to follow the pattern of investing when it's cheap and staying away when you've got to pay the price. I think it's way too high to be grabbing James Conner in the 20 range, 18, 20, anywhere in the second round. Like, even the early third round feels a little bit risky. I don't even like, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not saying he can't earn it. I'm not telling any of you not to invest in James Conner in the third round. I don't like any of my teams when I build them drafting James Conner as even my third drafted player. There's just too many other players I like more. It's not much so much about hating James Conner. It's about looking at the players around him, above him, below him, all around. Lots of them, handfuls of them that just feel a lot safer than even like third round value. Give me Brees Hall 10 times out of 10 over James Conner. And you can say I disagree with you. Brees Hall hasn't proven anything, Smitty. You can't do that, Smitty. Brees Hall hasn't proven anything, Smitty. How dare you, Smitty? Over and over. ETN hasn't proved he's a foot injury, Smitty. You're you're worried about James Conner getting hurt and ETN's coming off a Liz-Frock injury. I can't really defend... I can't really defend that ETN's coming off an injury. 
and I'm worried about injury for anybody else. I get that. You can touche me every time on that one. That's fine. I admit it. There's your ammunition. Touche me. Touche me. Hit me with it. But I don't care. My eyeballs, my gut instincts say ETN. To the moon. My eyeballs and my gut tell me Brees Hall. To the moon. And I, I really don't care. That's how I roll. It's my show. Brees Hall to the moon. ETN to the moon. To the moon. Plain and simple. James Conner round two or round three. You've just been Smitty disapproved. My show. It's how I feel. You guys do what you want. Uh, Alvin Kamara. If he's not, like, this is easy. This one's easy. If he's not suspended, you can win a league. Hoffman's going to win a league. Avi, you keep drafting. This is Avi. You keep drafting Kamara in multiple drafts. I've seen it, man. You are on board this train fully. You're literally living and dying by Alvin Kamara in all of your mock drafts. I pretty much remember seeing you draft him in so many of them, bro. And 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 I, I told Avi, and he laughed. I told Avi, I said, you've got to be the same person that believes Deshaun Watson's not going to be suspended. You think Alvin Kamara's not going to be suspended. You're just one of those defenders of of the universe, which is good. We need obvies. We need defenders of the universe out there. I am actually appreciate and commend Avi for it, but you can't keep doing this, bro. Don't put all your eggs in the, in the Alvin Kamara basket. You're literally going to be left empty handed on, on, uh, on, on week one during week one, when you're like, crap, I'm, I'm without Kamara for six weeks. I'm without Watson for an, an entire season. Why gamble? Why gamble? Third round. You're still, Walking the line of craziness, bro. If you draft Alvin Kamara in the third round right now, facing maybe six game suspension or more, but to draft Kamara in the in the second round right now, absolute train wreck awaits you. Stop doing it, Avi. Leonard Fournette at 22. Look, Brian. Brian, if you're out there, this is right up your alley. <laughs> This is Disasterville. <laughs> this guy shows up overweight, dropping footballs, says a history of disappointing, and is going as a second drafted player to a lot of people over and over and over and over and over. Give me Rashad White later. I want no shares of Leonard Fournette. Oh, but Smitty, you can <laughs> uh, uh, cuff him to Leonard Fournette. Rashad White to Leonard Fournette, Smitty. Okay? It's not that, it's not a big deal. You just cuff the two together, Smitty. Yeah, great plan, Bob, until I'm in your draft and I snipe Rashad White from you before you even think about drafting him. So you go ahead and take Leonard Fournette in round two, buddy boy. I'll take even Kelsey before him. I'll take, we'll go to the next round and I'll, I'll pinpoint a few more players that I'd rather have. I'd rather have the Brees Hall effect, bro. Give me the Brees Hall effect. Give me the Brees, baby. Brees me. Brees me before you give me Leonard Fournette. I'd rather have Brees Hall and Rashad White later than just your one single share of Leonard Disappointment Fournette. Go ahead. Take him in round two. Prove me wrong, guys. Prove me wrong. You're going to pay, Smitty. When Leonard Fournette explodes, you're going to feel like a complete moron, Smitty. Good, good. I can't wait. 
I hope I'm wrong. <laughs> T. Higgins. Okay, so Leonard Fournette. You just... Hey, hey, Smitty. Smitty, would you draft Leonard Fournette in round three? Are we on the same page? You've just been Smitty disapproved. I wouldn't take Fournette in round three. I wouldn't take Leonard Fournette in round three. I won't. I won't. I won't. I won't. You want to take him in round three? Go ahead. This next one, I don't want people to get upset about because I also like him. Uh, this is... Here we go. Here come the Lenny, the Lenny fans. <laughs> or the Lenny owner, the already current Lenny owners. Jeff, you probably already own them. This is why this is coming in like this. You're coming in hot. Jeff, trust your gut. What do I know? Uh, I mean, I mean that. I mean that. Trust your gut. Uh, this could be one of the things I get wrong. If your gut says Lenny, go Lenny. Now, let me read your comment. Actually, you know what? I want to take a sip of this drink. I'm going to let, uh, I'm going to let Susan read your comment. There we go. Let's let's do that one more time. Okay, Jeff. I appreciate you, Jeff, regardless. You know you're my boy, Blue. We can disagree on some stuff, it's fine. I, I think what you meant to say, Jeff, here's my here's my 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 rebuttal. Rashad White should... Here, hold on. Let's Let's change this. Rashad White. This is how I would change this statement. Okay, Jeff. Now, granted, this is not Jeff's statement. I want everybody to know that. Jeff, don't get mad. Jeff Sexton, Rashad White should be good this season. Now we're on the same page, Jeff. Rashad White should have a good season. The Bucks have a depleted wide receiver core, and the Bucks have a top 5-0 line. We agree, young man. That's what I'm talking about, Jeff. <laughs> I mean, I could just I could play that game right back. That's what I'm my point. <laughs> okay, this next one, I don't want everybody to get mad at me. I, I like T. Higgins a lot. I like T. Higgins a lot. I, I almost... Jeff's got thick skin. Jeff knows what time it is. I love you, Jeff. Um, I almost want to give T. Higgins like some sort of like here. T. Higgins. You've just been Smitty approved. In general, you've been Smitty approved. And I'm not, I'm not going to say necessarily disapprove. Yeah, I am. 23rd overall, second drafted player. You've just been Smitty disapproved. Again. I approve T. Higgins. I like T. Higgins, but just because we all like T. Higgins does not mean we get to draft him in round two and feel good about ourselves. So Team Khan over here at 23 overall, who took Eckler number two, follows it up with T. Higgins. You tell me. I like T. Higgins. Again, T. Higgins in general, but in second round, no second round. No second round. His team looks light from the jump. It it looks light from the jump. Eckler and T. Higgins. 
His team is going to look light. It's going to look very bland. It's not going to be explosive. You can't take T. Higgins in the second round. It's just not, it's not a, it's not good strategy. It doesn't matter if he's going to have 1,200 yards and 10 touchdowns. Don't take him there. It doesn't matter if he's a stud in your mind, Mr. B. I like him too. I just gave him two Smitty approves. Stud or not, you don't take T. Higgins in the second round. It's not good strategy. It's not. So there are, this is the first and second round of this draft. And and DG3 says this. Let's see. Let's have it. Let's let me take another sip. I'll have a uh, uh, Greg read this one again. DG3 can cut Lenny with white. Everybody wants to be backfield. Brady constantly has him in the red zone and loves checking down to the RBS. Okay. Okay. Can't you cuff Lenny with white? DG3, did you miss what I just said? <laughs> Smitty! I can just cuff Leonard Fournette to Rashad White, and I'll be fine. Did you miss that segment? It was literally like a minute and a half ago, DG3. I love you. Not mad at you. I'm just saying. I just spoke to this. I'm going to take Rashad White from you. You're not cuffing him. I'm going to get a player like Kelsey's below him. Whatever. Kelsey and Rashad White, you're just going to have Leonard Fournette. Maybe you can cuff him in Amateurville. Maybe not. We'll see, DG3. No way I'm drafting Lenny Fournette, regardless of whether you can cuff him. You can cuff him, great. You still, that doesn't have anything to do with why you're taking him in round two. Cuff Leonard Fournette. Make sure you do it. Go cuff him. But it doesn't have any relevance to the question as to why you're drafting Leonard Fournette in round two. It doesn't have any relevance if you, why why anybody's drafting T. Higgins in, in round two at 23 overall because he's good. We like him. He's almost like a moonshot if he's at the right value. But T. Higgins in the second round is not a good draft pick. It just isn't. If Higgins is a top wide receiver on the board, I'm looking at running back immediately. McLaurin in the fifth. I'd rather have McLaurin in the fifth than T. Higgins in the second because of what it, affo- what it affords me to be able to do if I don't go T. Higgins in the second. I go with the running back here. I go with whatever. I go, I go with Josh Allen and take McLaurin later on. Like, there's no reason to be taking T. Higgins this early. All right, so let's put round one uh, right here. We'll put round two right here and now let's drag round three here's one here's two in case we need to reference them a little later here is round three and then we'll put round four over here on this side all right round three keenan allen a wee bit early for me just a wee bit. Montgomery. Again. Tad bit early. Akers. I don't like him. Akers was the worst running back in the NFL upon his return efficiency-wise. In the games played, in the span of time that he played, Cam Akers was the least efficient running back in the entire NFL for a number of carries 
during that span. His explosiveness was not there. You can say it's going to be back, Smitty. Cam Akers is healthy now. How do you know? How do you know Cam Akers is healthy now? Until I see it, I don't believe it. Until I see Mike Thomas back, I don't believe it. Until I see Barkley back, I'm not buying him where everybody else wants to buy him and believes he's back. He's just back. He's got to be. He's two years removed. Other people have done it. I'll wait and see. I'm not I'm not saying I won't draft Barkley at 3.5, but I'm not drafting Barkley any earlier than that. And Barkley did fall to a reasonable value in this particular draft, whereas before in other drafts, he's been going around two. It's just too high. Mike Thomas, wait. Let him prove it. Let him prove it. Mike Thomas needs to prove it to you before you invest big draft capital into Mike Thomas. Barkley needs to prove it to you before you invest big draft capital into Barkley. And even Christian McCaffrey needs to fall to almost late first round value for you to truly grab him with confidence because he's been so far removed from being an elite top one to five overall player in fantasy football. It's just a gamble. It's a gamble. Don't go near Acres at this value. Don't go near uh, Keenan Allen at second round value. I would say like mid third to late third. I like Keenan Allen. I'm not. I like Keenan Allen. I, T Higgins and Keenan Allen. You've just been Smitty approved. I want to make it abundantly clear. I do love Keenan Allen and T Higgins at the right value. These are not those values. These are reaches. These are these are these are things that will make you walk out of your draft going, "How did I get such a, a light team?" It just feels very very light. It's almost as if someone raptured the second round player from my roster. When you walk out of a draft and you feel like you're missing an entire player, like I didn't even have a second round pick, or when someone sends me a team that has like Keenan Allen in it like that as a top of the pick or back to the first round or the second round when someone drafts T Higgins in the second round and they send me the roster Smitty how did I do give me a score you know be honest they, they want me to be honest but then when I'm honest I don't I don't get the reaction that you'd spe- expect from somebody that wanted honesty they say what do you think be honest standing tall proud what do you think of my team I did good didn't I and then I look at it I'm like Bob, who is your second round? I can't even I can't even tell who your second round pick is. I'm looking at your team. Who was your second round pick, Bob? I don't see a second rounder on your roster. I see two third rounders on your roster. I see a first rounder on your roster. In some cases, they reach for a first rounder too. I see a first rounder. I don't see a second rounder. I see two third rounders on your roster. I really legitimately don't know who you drafted in the second round, Bob. That's when you know you're in trouble. That's when you know you took a player way too freaking high. Like, why on earth put yourself in that position? Why not wait for T. Higgins or Keenan Allen to fall into the mid-third? Or don't draft them if they get sniped. So be it. If you're in a late third pick or whatever, you got a high third. There's so many other players you can draft. And there are players I would reach on. Some of you are going to say, Smitty, it's hypocritical. That you'll say, don't reach on this player, yet you'll reach on Brees Hall. It is hypocritical. 
It is it is hypocritical. Cowboys su- choke subscribe to the channel. Cowboys appreciate you, pal. Cowboys in the house subscribing to the channel. You know we love to see it, Cowboys choked. Drop a comment, by the way. We love welcoming new subscribers. We love welcoming new people to the YouTube exclusive memberships, which I need to drop uh, right now into the the chat and pin the, the link. You see all these amazing emojis people have. It supports the channel. It's fantastic. It's amazing. Um, I love our YouTube exclusive members. Join the YouTube exclusive membership link. Boom. I'm pinning this in the chat right now. It is pinned. If you want to join the YouTube exclusive group, your name will pop up here once you do it. And we'll all give you a standing ovation. You'll also have emojis for days that other people don't have. And when we lock down during the season, start bench questions to subscriber mode. Not all the time, not the entire show. Maybe a certain segment or a certain show will be subscriber mode. You will be able to ask a question nobody else will. And that's just the way it is. It's the dollar ninety nine, the one dot nine nine dollar hauler to support the show. It's a small, tiny little membership, but it gives you so much excitement and goodness. So, link is pinned. Um, yeah. So, hypocritical. Brees Hall at thirty. Love it. I don't care. I don't care. Can you get him in the fourth round? Try. Try your best. Look at the the flow of draft. Look at the ADP rank. If you're drafting on ESPN, what's ESPN recommending? Is ESPN saying, hey, take Brees Hall, you know, based on the rank list, he's 20 running backs away. Why on earth would you take him? If he's two running backs away, he's the second ranked running back on ESPN's list. You know he's going within the next three or four picks. If somebody ranks within the top five, of the overall players available, they're most likely, most likely going to go within the next couple of picks. Very rarely, once you get outside of the top 25 or 30, do people take people way down. Usually, it's always somebody, uh, especially magazine drafters, that can't get their head around where to take players because they're not embedded in it like you and I. We know ADP off the like the back of our hand. But some of most players, most fantasy football players, especially the magazine drafters, the guys that come in late, the guy Bob that shows up almost late, doesn't even have a place to sit yet. Everybody's already situated. Bob comes in. He literally has got his bag. He's laughing, smiling. He wants to eat something before he even sits down. Like he doesn't care. He's not ready. He's going to draft based on who's recommended on the pre rank list. That's Bob. Uh, Lyndon Fitz. Fitzgibbon? I love that name. Lyndon Fitzgibbon? Join the YouTube exclusive membership? (laughs) Boy, Lyndon. Lyndon, drop some new emojis, pal. Love to see it. Love to see it. Um, AJ Brown, 28 overall. I like it. I like it. You know, AJ Brown's like your safe guard, safety net, wide receiver, that you could take at the 24-25 turn if if things go badly. If things go really badly, everybody gets uh, scooped up and sniped and things aren't looking good for you. 
This guy, A.J. Brown, is waiting for you as your third drafted player. The third player on your roster, A.J. Brown, will take care of you. Yeah, we're worried about his knees. Yes, our army's growing overcome. Absolutely. Uh, uh, B. Brown, subscribe to the channel. You love to see it. You love to see it. Um, Smitty, if Brees Hall is the fifth round, uh, fifth running back, let's say, let, let me pull this this on screen from Thailand. Smitty, if Brees Hall is the fifth running back, let's say 13 pick ahead, should I reach for him at 3.2 or try to wait for round four? It's like 40% of the time he's fallen to me in the fourth round. Uh, Fifth running back, let's say, and 13 picks ahead. Uh, I would say, I would say try and let him fall because it's still a very good percentage that he will. But it also depends on who's there, Tylen. Like if you love the players that are there, yeah. If you're gonna force something just to try and move Hall down, I we took Hall in the throne draft at 3.1 because there weren't other players that we loved, and he felt like the best player on the board. And, and he's going to feel that way to me anyway. But I, I can kind of get a sense of whether he's going to fall or not. 13 picks away, fifth running back. It's pretty close. I think I would take the chance in if you had two drafts in that area that it, that it happens at least in one of them. So it's a smart move to wait. It is a smart move to wait. Um, Deontay Johnson, what's Deontay doing in the third? You've just been Smitty Disapproved. Like, what are we doing there? What are we doing there? Saquon Barkley's okay there. Like, I want to I want to make sure people understand there's a good and a bad place to draft Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley at 31 overall, you're, you're going to be shocked. You've just been Smitty approved. Saquon Barkley in round two, I don't like. But Saquon Barkley in round three at, at literally pick 31, I'm fine with that. That's what I'm trying to to push out there. People that think I hate Saquon Barkley, that I won't draft him. That's not true. And, and this Nick Chubb falling to 32 overall. Look, Nick Chubb has got an issue, in my opinion, of, of probably being consistent in 2022. He's got Brissett maybe commanding the situation. He's got who knows what's going to happen with Deshaun Watson. I don't know that I trust this running attack. Nick Chubb is a big risk, but guess what? That's at top of the second, maybe even mid-second round. Nick Chubb falling to 32 overall, past halfway in this in the third round. You've just been Smitty approved. We've got to bake in risk with, with Nick Chubb. We've got to bake risk in with Nick Chubb. This is the definition of it. There's nothing wrong. There's very little risk. Most all of the risk. Whoops, wrong button. Although, you know, why not show this? Go to go to thefantasyfootballshow.com for all your rankings, bold predictions. This is my site. This is where you get the one-on-one text advice, by the way. So get on over there. Uh Raw Navy dropping the 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 massive super chat wad just right on screen. Just Ron Navy just taking over the show here. Ron Navy. Appreciate Ron. Ron says underdog puppy two spots Herbert 
And and for those that don't know about the underdog puppy drafts, go to Smitty, go to uh, uh, the, uh, thefantasyfootballshow.com, click on this underdog banner, or click the link in the description that says underdog fantasy, use promo code Smitty, and take advantage of all the stuff we're talking about here. So these, these values will change eventually, but you can take full advantage of them right now on underdog using promo code Smitty, draft DK, draft Chubb like this if Chubb falls, draft ETN, we're going to talk about ETN in a minute, Brees Hall is a steal at 30, he is, he is. But he's also a bigger steal in the fourth round. Like, make no mistake about it. I want Brees Hall as late as I can get him. Why would you not? Why would you not? Do I look like an a-hole? Maybe I am. I don't know. But why on earth would I not want Brees Hall later if I can guarantee it? If the pre-rank list suggests that it's going to happen. If I'm sitting there in the third round and Brees Hall's 15 to 18 players away, you got to scroll to even see him. I'm looking pretty good in round four that he's going to fall. If he's five overall players away and I'm on the clock, why on earth do I expect Brees Hall to make it? I'm going to take my boy, and I'm going to do it with a big grin on my face. Brees Hall to the moon, baby. Brees Hall to the... To the moon. Moon, baby. Moonshot Brees. Moonshot Brees. In fact, don't I have a... I have a song. I have a video on. Where's my video? Where's my Brees video? Where's my Brees video? I have it somewhere. I think it's right. Where is it? Hi, I'm Smitty from the fantasyfootballshow.com. No, I, I don't want to play that one. There was a Brees video. I'll, I'll get it queued for later. But Brees Hall to the moon. Bree- get Brees, baby. Get Brees. Um, I'm sorry. Underdog. Najee. Herbert. Lamb. Mike Williams. ETN. DK. Metcalf. Hopkins. Ken Walker. Ron's, I'm. You know what, Ron? I'm a little glad this isn't in the Best Ball Mania Three, which has ten million dollars in. Pro- Actually, I wish it was because I want you to win. But this team's this team would have this team would bump a lot of my teams out. This team's phenomenal, phenomenal. Yeah, I, I wish this was in the the, the Best Ball Mania Three because. I want one of our members to win it. I want to be one of the people that sends somebody into first, second, third, or fourth place to get these these wads of cash. On Underdog Fantasy, in the Best Ball Mania 3, using promo code SMITTY, link in the description, Underdog Fantasy, $25 an entry. And everybody's in the same league at some point. Like, you, you break out of your own... Uh, league of of 12 and when you're the top two you move on and then the top two move on and then eventually in week uh, 17 it's a total point race between the the final people and this is the kind of team that I feel like would take it home bro there's 10 million dollars in prizes 2 million to first place 1 million to second place even 400th place gets a thousand dollars 400 to 470th place gets a grand you hear that ma Ma, I finished 470th place. That sucks, son. My son's a moron. No, Mom. If you finish 400th to 470th place, you get $1,000. My son's a genius. That's a lot of meatloaf. Meatloaf, Ma. You literally get $1,000. If you get 470th place on Underdog's Best Ball Mania 3 
Link in the description. Use promo code SMITTY. 25 bucks an entry. I think you can max out at like 150 entries. It's crazy. There's one guy in here, one of our followers. Who did it? Who was the guy that said he maxed out 150 entries? Um, promo code SMITTY. Get in there and do it. Byron says, uh, I want to play underdog using your code. I'm using a friend over in Canada's account. He deposited for me. I can't, I can't acknowledge you. I can't approve any. I'm not reading any of this, but use promo code Smitty in the right way. (laughs) I can't read that. You do what you got to do, but I don't condone any, any kind of trickery, any sorcery, any DFS sorcery that you're doing there, buddy. You wizard. Who is that? Byron, the wizard. Byron, your new name on the show is Byron the Wizard, okay? I want you, I want you to change your name to Byron the Wizard, okay? Go ahead. Byron's doing magical things. He's a wizard. Ron dropping just another wad right on, right on the show's main screen here. I did what you said and let the draft fall to me and stuck with the best available, so thank you, Smitty. Ron, you drafted like an absolute monster. This team right here is an absolute walking, winning, hairy American dream machine right here. Herbert, Najee, Lamb, Mike Williams, ETN, DK, Metcalf, or DK Metcalf, Hopkins, Kenny Walker, Fryermuth, maybe Watson plays. Who like I like everything about it, bro. Absolute machine. Just a just a monster. How's your appointment, by the way? We good? We good? Um, where were we at? We're over here. Waddle, 29 overall. A little early, but I kind of like it. Like, if you're in a bind and you don't like the players that are there, it's okay. I kind of like it, but do I like it in this scenario? Not really. I like Waddle. Waddle is... You've just been Smitty approved. In general, Waddle is very Smitty approved. I just put an Instagram post up saying Waddle's a steal you can't ignore in 2022. It's just a little bit early here. Because why? Because the players around him. Do I take Brees Hall over Waddle? Yes, I do. Every time. Do I take Barkley over Waddle? I might if I need a running back. This is where Barkley belongs. You all think I hate Barkley. This is where Barkley belongs, and I'm okay with this value. Nick Chubb over Waddle? I think I do. Every time. Every time. Deontay Johnson, what is he? You've just been Smitty disapproved. Deontay Johnson is not a third rounder. Listen to the words coming out of my mouth. But Smitty, he catches everything. And, and, and Big Ben peppered him with targets. You don't think that's going to be repeated? I, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry if you're a Deontay fan. I'm not saying don't draft Deontay. I'm not saying I'm going to be 100% right and he's going to fall flat on his face. I'm just telling you, and you can get mad at me all you want. This is probably the most people disagree with me that I've found over the last couple months. I like Claypool more than I like Deontay, and I can get Claypool a whole lot later. I can get Claypool in round nine. Give me Claypool in round nine over Deontay in round four, let alone three. Every single time. It's not even a question. What, Smitty? Did you just say you like Claypool over Deontay? Yeah, I did. Deal with it. Deal with it. 
Claypool, Claypool is every bit, every bit as much upside as Deontay. And he gets drafted in round nine. Ron with another super. Ron said, yeah, no surgery wants me to do PT herniated disc. Ron, take care of that. Ron, you need to sit on the couch and watch the fantasy football show just nonstop. That's what the doctor ordered. I appreciate you doing that. Uh, Deontay Johnson, Avatar says, Deontay Johnson, new QB, a lot of talented wide receivers in that room. You're drafting him based on last year's situation. This is exactly what I'm talking about. Third round is absolute fantasy football suicide. I wouldn't go near it. I don't like it at all. It's not even close. And no, Claypool, yeah. Uh, Byron the Wizard, look at he already changed his name. Byron to the Wizard, that's amazing. Byron the Wizard says, Claypool, top three wide receiver in the NFL. Look, Claypool made a fool out of himself when he said that he's a top three wide receiver in the NFL. He actually said, I'm top five. No, I'm t- no, wait, let me change that. Check that. Strike that. I'm top three. I'm a top three wide receiver in the NFL. Yeah, baby. Woo! 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 <laughs> doesn't help my case at all thank you Claypool for making me look like a fool every time I start talking up Claypool people say top three wide receiver top three wide receiver like it's a disaster Claypool should have never opened his mouth on the topic he's not a top three wide receiver Claypool's not even a top wide receiver on his team That, that I hear constantly constantly it's like top three wide receiver But if you remove that dumb comment by Claypool from the situation, is he potentially the number one uh, wide receiver? Noah Sarver! Subscribe to the channel. He had a boy. Had a boy. Claypool. I don't. I. I look. He. He's a ninth round pick. Deontay, you're drafting in three or four. Like, even if we say Claypool doesn't outscore him, how far off is Claypool going to be from Deontay, do you think? You Claypool doubters out there. How how much is it going to be? Like, I know he's going to have a tough time staying healthy. That's his red flag. But Deontay Johnson dropping the ball. Like, Building a new rapport with the... Like, it took him forever to, to gain the rapport with, with Big Ben. Now you expect him to do it with maybe two different quarterbacks and, and handle that rotation when it happens. Because at some point, Mitch Trubisky's coming out and Pickett's coming in. And you think Deontay's going to seamlessly be okay with all this when he struggled to build rapport with Big Ben. There's a history of this being a problem. So, Claypool the, the, the Wizard... Claypool the Wizard. <laughs> Byron the Wizard. <laughs> Claypool... Byron the Wizard is right when he says, let's make fun of him for that. Yeah, uh, we got Ron Navy dropping just another wad. I mean, usually it's the $9.99 and above, but he's dropping them over and over. He's sitting on the couch resting that, that, that disc, just putting in the work. I have one of the top docs from Andrews Institute. He's worked on major athletes like Odell Beckham Jr., DK Metcalf, and others. Um, only the best for my back. boy, Ron. Ron takes care of the people around him. And the people around him take care of Ron. Uh, where were we? I, I love, I love, I love Claypool. I love Claypool. Know that. I don't like Deontay. This is, this is a bad pick. ETN, this at 34. 
just been Smitty approved. I love it. I don't care if it's a little bitty, itty bitty reach. I don't care if he maybe falls into round four. Let's let that happen. Let's let this James Robinson. <laughs> James Robin. Look, here, here. I don't know if you guys noticed there was breaking news a couple weeks ago that went like this. And now for the news. Hitting the breaking news desk, we have a report that James Robinson is a three-down back. The team views him as a three-down back. But he won't be ready for training camp. He won't maybe be ready for a while. Uh, it's possible that late Achilles tear keeps him out a majority of the first month or so in the NFL season. And ETN's going to be, I don't know, picking up steam at that point potentially. James Robinson needs to be grabbed in every single league. Thank you. And now. That news report that broke a few weeks ago has been moving ETN he was moving up. Now he's moving back down. I don't know if he's going to get pushed into round four, but people are absolutely off the rocker absorbing any of that information that came out. That same report talked about how he wouldn't be ready for camp. ETN tore his Achilles tendon. And I have people literally coming at me left and right telling me that James Robinson... He's going to threaten ETN when he can't even get on the field. Alert. Maximum levels reached. Prepare for transformation. Alert. Maximum levels. Time for a Smitty rant. In my hand, Exhibit A, I have a foot. No, it is not a real foot. It is a replica of a foot. And on said foot, I have ligaments and different things on it, one of which is an Achilles tendon, which all of you, if you reach back, grab your leg and just gently, gently, just feel right here above your heel, below your calf, it feels like you got like a cord back there. It's thick. It's it's the size of like a, a big rope. That is your Achilles tendon. If you rotate from right to left on your legs, you will feel your Achilles. You probably never even thought about it. You'll feel your Achilles tendon just completely tense up. And you're like, holy crap. That thing has everything to do with every little bitty movement. Just balancing my Achilles tendon is just, it's just like a firm wire. It feels like a metal wire just pulled as tight as can be. Just going like this, your Achilles tendon is literally firing off and tightening up like crazy. This is the worst injury that a running back or really any athlete could suffer other than like a broken hip wall or some kind of hip issue that like that, that that's bad. Uh, or spine, like uh, the obvious stuff that takes someone out of like their you know regular mobility of functionality in life. In terms of regular injuries that occur on the football field that you can recover from and be a normal person off the field, the, the Achilles tendon is probably the very worst injury. This is the injury that in prison 
They literally slice your Achilles when you're walking, and that way you're pretty much out of commission pretty much the rest of your life. You're not going to get the rehab you need in there, probably not getting the best surgery. You're literally going to be limping around prison for the rest of your stay. That's the, that's the prison injury. It's so bad. The Achilles injury is so bad. Now, Kevin Durant, other players, other positions in the NFL, there have been recovery stories where people have come back and done good. But guess what? Those aren't running backs. Running backs take different abuse to their Achilles. Like I said, if you feel your Achilles and you just stand up with me, everybody stand up. You're at work, I don't care. You're driving an Uber, I don't care. Stop, pull the car over and stand up. Everybody with me now. Sway to the right. Sway to the left. Sway to the right. Feel your Achilles get tight. Your Achilles tendon is firing off like a madman. It's firing off like Ron Drop Super Chats. All of the time. This Achilles tendon is not going to be healthy at all for James Robinson. When Look at Cam Akers came back. Cam Akers was the, the worst running back in the NFL efficiency wise in his time frame that he played because he had no explosion. He was corralled by everybody. He was awful. I'm not saying Cam Akers can't eventually get back to form but we've never, ever, ever, ever had a running back, running back, recover from an Achilles injury and become a top 10 running back or return to a top 10 running back type of production. Ever. Cam Akers is the only player that's breaching the opportunity because he's lucky enough that the opportunity's still there. Now, mind you, a lot of the times you tear an Achilles tendon, you are a little older. A lot of times you you tear an Achilles tendon as a running back. Your job's not waiting for you. We don't have a lot of good case studies to see if a running back could return. Deontay Foreman, uh, Marlon Mack, these are the only running backs that we have in recent memory. Running backs, Achilles, not ACLs, not Adrian Peterson, that was an ACL, not an ACL tear. Learn your medicine, learn your, 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 the, the ligaments and all the different things in the body before you start running your mouth about Adrian Peterson being in this situation. AP, Smitty, no AP had a torn ACL. Your ACL is in your knee. Your Achilles is down here. It's a big difference. James Robinson is not a threat to ETN. James Robinson won't be ready for week one. Not to, uh, even if he's on the field somehow, some way, he won't be efficient. He won't have explosion. Cam Akers looked like garbage. Cam Akers had no explosion. James Robinson will hit the field and be mediocre with no explosion, no ability to, to, to take out and replace Travis Etienne. Are you out of your minds? Not only that, let's say... That's if he get, hits the field. He's not hitting the field. Let's say he's not ready for the first handful of weeks three four weeks he's out do you really think Travis Etienne isn't going to secure his place with his former quarterback him and his quarterback the, the college rapport this is like Joe Burrow Jamar Chase Travis Etienne and Trevor Lawrence played together does anybody in here really think that Trevor Lawrence is going to get his trusted buddy into the lineup full go Build the rapport, know what each other's thinking without even, you know, 
without even looking. They just they just know what we're. I know what he's thinking. I know what he's thinking. I know where he's going. They have this rapport down, just like Burrow and Chase. Burrow and Chase. Burrow and Chase. Trevor Lawrence and ETN. You really think James Robinson? Here he comes. James Robinson's coming onto the field because he's not going to be healthy, and he's just ETN. They want you on the sidelines. <laughs> they want you. I know you've been doing great. I know you got like you're averaging like six catches a game right now. Go ahead and take a seat. I'm here. I'm ready. I'm ready to run for 1.6 yards per carry. Improve myself. Not gonna happen. ETN's not letting go of the job. ETN's gonna be a top five to ten running back in PPR. Screen grab it. Screen grab it. Ronald tell you. Ronald probably drop a super chat in a minute saying ETN to the moon. And that's all I've got to say about ETN. Sometimes I get worked up. We're we're not even out of round three. Um, Mario says ETN down Robinson up. Mario, no! You've just been Smitty disapproved. Mario. <laughs> Mario, call in. When I open the phone line, call in, bro. You can you can make your debate. Um, let's go over this real quick. Hundred of you in here. Appreciate you being here. Please subscribe if you're new. Hit the thumb up button. Hit that subscribe button Dalvin if you're new, and wipe your feet at the door. Dalvin Cook, the thumb up button. Let's get through the fourth round real quick. So Gibson, I kind of like this value. This is back-to-back, third, fourth round turn value. Gibby is a fourth rounder, which is technically what this is, steal. Andrews, end of the, the third round. I'm not an early tight end drafter, but I'll take Andrews at 35. That's different than having to take him at 18 overall, or even like 24 at the turn big difference look see ron ron says etn i could tell i could predict the future that ron was going to say etn to the moon let's see what fred frederick how frederick would read this one dollar and 99 cents super chat etn to the moon boy, thank you or is it greg i think it's greg um etn Okay, Greg. Greg, we got it. Thank you, Greg. I should have never had Greg read it. <laughs> uh, Andrews, 35 overall. What can you say to that? I, I don't even love early tight end drafting. What could you say to Andrews at 35 overall? What what could you say to ETN at 35? ETN 35 overall, love it. Gibson at 36. And 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 Nick Chubb. Love Nick Chubb at 32. That bakes in every sort of bit of value. And Brees Hall. I like him later, but I, I still love him at 30. On over to the uh, fourth round here. Josh Allen, 4.1. To the moon. I love that. How do you get Josh Allen at 4.1? I, I didn't, I mean, I I contemplated taking him at this 34, but I had to take ETN. Oh, I didn't tell you. So I took, in the first round, I mean, you can see it. In the first round, I took Javante Williams. In the second round, I took Debo Samuel. 
In the third round, I took Travis Etienne. That, that, those are three amazing picks. Javante Williams, Debo Samuel, Travis Etienne. Are we Smitty approving that team so far? You tell me. You tell me. And I'll put a I'll put a Smitty approved on based on what you guys say in the chat. What happened to Hey Ziggy? Are you still alive? Hold on. Hey Ziggy. What time is it? It's 5.14 p.m. He's still there. He's just worthless. Uh, I don't use him as much as I should. Um, so, uh, where were we? Justin Herbert. Absolutely love that pick. But me. What do you guys think? Smitty approved? So far, I've got Javante Williams, Debo Samuel, Travis Etienne. What are we saying for that? Freddie says Etienne in the third round is too high. I can understand why some people think that. And I do hope he falls back down to, to four point whatever, but I, I don't think it's too high, but that's my opinion. Um, you're definitely, you know, okay having your own opinion on that. That's not take a lap worthy. It's preference. Jo- Josh Allen, 4.1. Talk about a steal, says Mario. Couldn't agree more. Absolutely love it. Uh, Terry's in the building. Terry, glad you're here. Hazelnut likes my team so far. I, I love this team so far. Over here on the right side, DJ Moore, 38. I don't hate it. I don't love it. DK Metcalf, 39 overall, fourth round. Absolutely. You've just been Smitty approved. I mean, that that's a really good draft selection in DK Metcalf. Justin Herbert, 40 overall. Absolutely love that. Michael Pittman. I'm not a fan of Michael Pittman in the fourth round. I'm especially not a fan of it in the third round, so don't do that. In the fourth round, it's not that I don't like it, guys, but when you see even Kyle Pitts... Terry McLaurin even, uh, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, had he fallen below. Um, there's just a, a, at least like 10 guys I like more than Pittman, meaning he's a fifth rounder to me. It doesn't mean I hate him. It doesn't mean we're that far off. I just think, again, like with T. Higgins in round two, when you throw Pittman into your fourth drafted player draft slot, and then you tell me to evaluate your team, I, I'm left going, where is your fourth rounder? Or is that your third rounder? Or is that your fourth rounder? I'm real confused as to where you grab these guys. Usually I can tell when someone gives me their team, I end up looking at it and saying to myself, I can tell that was the first round pick. I can tell that was the second round pick. Rock out, dropping a super chat. Thank you, Rock out. Appreciate you. I can tell that was a fourth round pick. I can tell that was a third round pick. I usually can tell really quickly what your team looks like, how you drafted it, what rounds you picked each player. But when you take Pittman too early and fourth round is too early, in my opinion, I feel like it's one of those teams where I'm like, damn, it looks like you lost a player somewhere or you moved a player down an entire round. Smitty, I'm an OG. Am I OG status yet? You are OG status. What do you mean in particular, though, Rockout? Of course you're OG. You've been here from the beginning, bro. Uh, what do you need from me to make you feel OG? Did I did I, did I say something that would that I would do and I didn't do it? Uh, Elliot, forty two overall. I don't hate it, but it's not great. I'd rather have him in the fifth round, or I'd rather just grab other players. Like, give me Kyle Pitts over ET uh, over Elliot. Give me. Uh, I don't like J.K. Dobbins. He's not ready either. Mike Thomas. Uh, all these players that that are coming back from injury that we don't know anything about. Like, ETN is running full go. ETN, I've seen footage of him looking speedy, shifty, cutting corners, catching footballs, and cutting around the corner, racing to the end zone. ETN's out there doing 
good things. J.K. Dobbins, there is footage of him working out with a, a person holding like a dummy, and he knocks the guy over, and everybody just lost their their shot. They're like, this guy's gonna be amazing. J.K.'s back. Then there's a report that breaks that J.K. is not ready to be cleared. So you take it for for what it is. I don't feel like I've seen what I need to feel like J.K. is going to be healthy. Coming off a torn ACL, we saw how that worked for Barkley. Not everybody's Adrian Peterson off an ACL tear as a running back. It usually is a down year for a running back. The first year back from an ACL tear, he's in a running back by committee. And his quarterback, Lamar Jackson, vultures touchdowns. You tell me how this J.K. Dobbins situation is worth fourth-round drafted value when you got guys like McLaurin and, and, and Mahomes and other players. Mike Williams, I don't mind the Mike Williams here. I like him a little bit later if possible, but like we kind of took him around this four or five round turn, or we took him at the, in the throne draft, we took him at 5.1. So it's not that much different. This is the fourth round, uh, but I do like him a little later. I like him a little later than we even got him at 5.1 in the throne. I feel like he's a tad bit, a tad bit of a reach for us, but I do like it. I think he's going to ball out. I think Mike Williams could go. I don't hand out moonshots to just everybody. But for me to give Mike Williams a moonshot means that I really love him. Just be careful where you draft him. But I absolutely love love Mike Williams. To the moon. Uh, give him a moonshot in 2022. Uh, Pitts, I like at 43. I don't mind that at all. McLaurin, I like at 45. But you can sometimes get him later. Mike Williams, again, I, I mentioned it. 48 overall. You got You got to love Mahomes at 48 overall. End of the fourth round. You're talking about breaching into round five. Like, I understand that he lost Tyreek Hill. That, that's pretty much baked in to the crazy, equation here. Crazy, there's there's not much of an argument to say that Mahomes isn't... You're not factoring that in. That is being factored in very nicely and comfortably into that ADP. Let's not pretend that Mahomes losing Tyreek Hill isn't factored into f- almost fifth round ADP. It's absolute madness. Uh, let's go, let's go on to, that was round four, right? So now we need round five and round six. And we might have to go through these pretty quickly because I got voice messages to go to. We might, might not even get to the phone lines today. Eli Mitchell, uh, fifth round. I like it. I like him more like 5.10, 5.8, 5.12, 6.1. Um, but I'm really warming up again. T. Eli Mitchell, especially if you can cuff him and you can very easily to Ty Davis Price. Uh, Eli Mitchell Eli Mitchell and Price together feel like a pretty secured low-end running back one. And why are we not seeing the value in that? Why are we not seeing the value of that in a, a zero RB approach where you go wide receiver, wide receiver, quarterback, or wide receiver, wide receiver, tight end, and you're not taking a, a running back until like round four or round five. Round five. Let's say you wait until round five to take a running back. You take Kenneth Walker in round six, you take Elijah Mitchell in round four, and you have wide receivers galore in, round, in rounds one, two, three, four, tight ends, quarterbacks. Why not? Why not? I love Eli Mitchell. I just like him a little bit lower. Sanders, uh, I I think there's some upside with Sanders, but this, too high. Um, Godwin, what are we doing with Godwin? Why are people drafting Godwin? He's not going to be ready for week one. He might miss the entire month. And even when he comes back from his torn ACL, what on earth are you expecting out of Godwin where you'd make him a fifth rounder and leave guys like Kittle and and Hollywood Brown and Joe Burrow on the board? 
And even over at Kenneth Walker, Dalton, Sh I mean, Lamar, all those guys. What are you doing? Wait, that better not have been Avi. Who is that, Godwin? No, I don't know this person. This is a casual that slipped into our draft here. We had a handful of casuals. That's why I'm breaking this down, is because this has a majority of casuals in it. And not as many of our The Fantasy Football Show members. We have Avi in here. We have a couple others. But we have a lot of casuals in here. No one knew they were drafting with us last night. No one knew who Smitty was. And uh, so, uh, my uh, Sanders, Godwin, awful picks. Kittle, I don't mind the Kittle in the fifth round. I can Smitty a... I, I like that. Amon Ross St. Brown, a little high. But I, I, I Smitty approve Amon Ross St. Brown. That's for sure. Hollywood Brown, why not? I like I like that. That's not bad. It, you know, you could say it's a little high. Brandon Cooks, you know, he deserves this this ADP. Mooney, he deserves this ADP. I absolutely love this Joe Burrow value. Joe Burrow is probably if I had to pinpoint three steals of of all drafts walking into the rest of 2022. If you if you ask me, Smitty, name a guy that is a steal of almost every draft. I'm going to tell you it's Joseph Burrow the moon he is an absolute steal in drafts right now probably more of a value than herbert and josh allen and mahomes because he's going the latest and he can be the number one i'm not saying he is herbert's my number one josh allen herbert and i go back and forth on that burrow's probably my third locked and loaded over mahomes but he's literally going handful of rounds later like we 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 could have maybe waited and maybe should have waited in the throne draft. I didn't realize Burrow was going to fall as far as he did. But Burrow fell ridiculously in the throne draft to 7.8. Meaning instead of our Hopkins pick, which I do like in the throne draft at 7.1. We could have took Burrow there. And then instead of Herbert, uh, we could have maybe taken like... There were not there were players like... Um, let's see, Herbert. Uh, you know, there, there were like... There weren't... It was kind of thinning out at that point. So Herbert was a great pick there at 4.12. You know, I don't know if we would have redid it. I'm looking at the draft board and I can't find players that scream out to me and say, hey, we should have ticked that player. Herbert was a steal at 4.12. But Burrow at 7 point, that's crazy. Seventh rounder. This is a, this is a fifth rounder. In the throne draft, he went in the seventh round. So he goes in, in between like round five and round seven, depending on who you're drafting with. Absolutely. He's not getting overdrafted, Swaggy. I'm going over that right now. He's the biggest steal of almost the entire two, 2022 NFL season. The fantasy season, bro. Burrow's not being overdrafted or overrated. He's not. He's going literally in round five, six, and seven. That is, in my definition, Swaggy, one of the top three overall steals in underdrafted players of all 2022, Swaggy. We couldn't be further apart on this, my man. We couldn't be further apart on this topic. Absolutely love Burrow. Anywhere in round five. You've just been Smitty approved. Unbelievable value. Hunter Renfro. I know you guys, a lot of you like him. No, thank you. No, thank you. No, thank you. Field Yates would disapprove of the Burrow pick. Well, you know what I think of that, Field Yates? You've just been Smitty disapproved. That's what I would, that's what I'd say. That's what I'd say to Fieldy. Um, Jerry, Judy, Renfro. I like those guys. I just don't know if I love those values. Doesn't mean I hate them. Doesn't mean I feel like they're bus picks. I just don't know that I love those values. 
Uh, Ron, Ron says, Smitty, can you talk about, is there a difference in strategy in normal drafting fantasy leagues and underdog uh, best ball mania three as far as stacking and correlations? Uh, let me, let me tell you, t- talk about that in one second. Sure. Um, let me go through these two rounds real quick. And then, yes, I'll hit that next. I'll put you over here now. Cordero Patterson in the sixth round. That's okay. Kenneth Walker, your boy Smitty took Kenneth Walker. So at this point in the draft, you can see that I took, uh, Joe Burrow, that was me. That was me that took Joe Burrow, by the way. I took my team so far in this draft. Unbelievable squad, in my opinion. Now, I know I'm biased, but I got Burrow. I got uh, uh, Javante. I got Debo. I took, in the fourth round, ETN. So that was my second running back. So I have ETN. I got Debo. I got Joe Burrow. Um, Burrow, Javante, Etienne, Debo. Who's my fourth round pick? Metcalf. Took Metcalf. I love that Metcalf value. That Metcalf value is crazy. So I got DK Metcalf. This team is on fire. Just a straight fire. DK Metcalf. So my team so far in this draft is Burrow, Javante, ETN, Debo, Metcalf. Can I get a Smitty approved on that? Does anybody think that that's not an absolute win-a-league team right there? And then I get Kenneth Walker as my flex. Oh, my God. Like, this is one of the best teams I've drafted all year. Unbelievable squad. Look at that. Burrow, Javante, Etienne, Walker, Debo, Metcalf. Does anybody not think that that's an amazing team? Like, am I am I blind? Am I wearing am I wearing the Tua goggles right now? Is everything completely off kilter because I've got these Tua goggles on? Am I off base at all? Doesn't look like there's a round one pick. Says BW. Looks like it to me. Looks like it to me. That's a fantastic team. These Tua goggles make everything look amazing. Makes everything look accurate. This is the most accurate team I've ever seen. When I put on my Tua goggles, bro. Damn, that's a good team. Uh, real quickly, let's go over... Walker, love it at six-round value. I don't care if it's a round or so reach. I'm taking him in the sixth round every single time. Let, let somebody else get cute and snag him. No, thank you. I'll grab Kenneth Walker 10 times out of 10 in round six. Just stop drafting him in round four in five please please uh master says my team's fire dalton schultz a little early but i like it i mean that's about where he's going now a little early because i don't like that he's climbed i think is what i'm trying to say lamar jackson it's worth it there waller's good value there kyler's good value there uh Cortland sutton he could earn that that's not horrible dak uh damian harris russell wilson gabe davis these are all all these make sense there's nothing take a lap worthy there um let me put these in the corner here. Uh, Overcome dropping a $5 super chat. Overcome says, uh, Ron, Ron, be patient. I'm going to go over your question in a second here. Have you looked into who has the best matchups this year? Any top five running backs facing the Lions defense six times? Uh, any top five running backs facing the Lions defense six times this year? Says Overcome. I have my strength of schedule on sleep, on the fantasyfootballshow.com. So all my content 
is at thefantasyfootballshow.com. My bold predictions, my strength of schedule, my rankings, my trade calculator, which I invented the instant-based trade calculator in 2003 in the fantasy football industry. I've got the video courses. I've got the text advice. I've got all the articles, the rankings galore, the strength of schedule, which incorporates uh, receiving and running for the running backs. I hate that people look at strength of schedule and produce strength of schedules that literally are just the rushing strength of schedule. Like, what good is that when almost every single running back in today's NFL is all about PPR and non-PPR? So, um, you, you be, you'll be surprised overcome what, what teams have the best schedule overall for running backs, including uh, the receiving stuff. So, you got to make sure you... Uh, and then, uh, let's see here. The round... What are we at? Round four, five, six... Was that six and seven that we just did? Five and six. One, two, three, four, five, six. So now we need seven and round eight. So round seven, Allen Robinson, uh, Michael Thomas. Uh, Stormcat just became a YouTube exclusive member. Stormcat, drop some emojis, pal. Drop some emojis, some of those newfound emojis you've got. Drop them. Show people what you got. Stormcat in the building. Stormcat in the exclusive group. When we lock down the chat during start bench conversations, not always, but we're going to do it certain segments for my people. You're going to be able to ask questions, Stormcat, because you're a YouTube exclusive member, pal. Um, and if you guys want that that Zoom call action, there's a there's a, a YouTube exclusive membership level for the two Zoom calls that we jump on every Sunday. 40 minutes, 80 total minutes a Sunday, you're on a Zoom call with me every Sunday. 80 total minutes, breaking down the best pickups of the week, who look bad, who we should trade away, who we should trade for. All that is on that Zoom call plan. Um, Elijah Moore, I love in the seventh round. Tony Pollard, I love in the seventh round. Hopkins, I love in the seventh round. Mike Thomas is 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 okay, but I I probably avoid that with those other options I just mentioned. You know, like why go Mike Thomas there? Go go a little later. A Rod's good. Hunt's good. Clyde's good. Ayuk's good. These are all decent picks here. I don't hate this seventh round at all. And let's go over one more round and then hit a few voicemails and answer Ron's question for sure. Uh, Dawson Knox, I love. I took him. Of course, I love it. Who did I take on this other other one? Who was my pick? Ayuk. I took Ayuk in this one. Um, I took Dawson Knox here. I like that. Uh, Bateman's good here. See, Bateman's not going too high here. That's where I like Bateman. I don't hate Bateman at all, but people take Bateman super high. Now he's falling. I don't know why he's falling. Um, this drafted this this round had a bunch of you know normal stuff going on. So that's that. Uh, my team looks like this. It looks fantastic. I got Ayuk and a, bu- a bunch of other players, but this is like my core. You got Burrow, Javante, Etienne, Walker, Kenneth Walker, Debo Samuel, Metcalf. Absolute fire. Absolute fire squad. One of the best squads I've drafted from, I believe it was the 10 pick. Uh, so Ron, to answer your question about uh, strategies in Best Ball Mania 3, um, it, it really just comes down to, in terms of stacking, stacking only makes sense when you know, it falls naturally. So I think to target stacks in a, in a snake draft and auction is different because you can target a little differently. But in snake drafts, I think to uh, to actually target a stack is a reckless move because then you're not going best player available. Best player available, Ron, will guide you down every turn. 
it opens every door maybe differently for each draft like it's not going to open every door to every strategy but best player available will lead some people down a running back running back approach best ball or best player available bpa will lead you down a road where you go wide receiver wide receiver sometimes best player available will sometimes lead you down a fully balanced running back wide receiver you know tight end quarterback like totally balanced approach you know so uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of reasons to use best player available but you got to let it guide you as to where to go and so to tell you to to do a stack and plan it in a snake draft i can't because that would be reckless of me to tell you but i can i can i can say that when you're stacking players that are drafted later so burrow and Chase, so there's only one player getting taken early. So you got Jamar Chase in round one, Burrow around five or six. Let's say six. Your stack isn't affecting anything because if the Bengals do bad, you still got your second rounder, your third rounder, your fourth rounder, your fifth rounder to pull weight because your sixth rounder Burrow and your first rounder Chase don't they don't consume all the beginning of your draft. Whereas like last year, you're taking Tyreek Hill in round one. Burrow was like a late second rounder last year. Now, if the Chiefs do bad, you have to have your third rounder, your fourth rounder, your fifth rounder carry your team. So stacking is very, I think, key when you can get the best players, but in a place where they're getting drafted later. Um, I don't mind stacking at all. It, it just It's not something that I go in saying I'm going to do it. I would say the best strategy in best ball is to take advantage of all the players I'm talking about that are going to be ADP movers eventually. The Waddles, the DKs, the Brees Halls, the Kenneth Walkers, the Burroughs. Uh, all these guys that I keep mentioning over and over and over, uh, ETN, uh, Javante, um, they're all guys that in best ball, they're monster steals because everything, think about it. Best ball. What's the, what's the key to best ball taking a player? It's the key to any draft, but in, in best ball mania threes, it's walking out of every round Ron, and saying, I can't believe that player fell to me out of every round. So in round one, can't believe Swift fell to number 12 overall. And round two, can't believe Javante's there. And I've got Swift and Javante at 12 and 13. Javante belongs in the top five. But the Melvin Gordon news and the Melvin Gordon fear is driving him down. Round three, back to back. You can't believe Brees Hall's there at 4.1. You can't believe Josh Allen fell to 3.12. You grab both of them. you know. And I'm not saying you go three running backs. I'm just saying every time you're on the clock, you're like, I'm going to hit a home run. I'm asking that question. How did he fall to me? How did he fall to me? If you can't ask that question, you're forcing the pick. You're forcing the player. Zoom call me, Smitty. Um, Become a a YouTube exclusive member, Doug, and you can jump on a Zoom call every Sunday, bro. You can jump on a Zoom call every Sunday. Ah, the mic was muted. Uh, sorry. Click this blue join button, Dougie, and you can get into the Zoom calls. This blue button links to two YouTube exclusive members. The one that a lot of people are buying right now that's $1.99 a month, and it gives you the emojis. It gives you the exclusivity to ask in exclusive chats when I lock things down to exclusive members only. Um, you're supporting the channel. There's also the Zoom call package that gives you two 40-minute Zoom calls every single Sunday. We do it at halftime of the morning games, halftime of the evening, thir- uh, the e- Sunday night game, 
and we talk about all the best players to grab and draft and all that. So get on over. The link is pinned in the chat. It's also the blue join button on the main YouTube channel page of, of the Fantasy Football Show. So get in there. Get in there. Get in there. Um, thank you, uh, Ron, for the super chatting. Let's get to these voicemails real quickly here. Uh, in voicemail group two, let's start in voicemail group two. Brad. Smitty, got one for you. It's a trade. I'm mulling over. I would give up Chubb and my own 2023 next year, which should be a 10, 11, or 12 pick uh, overall. And I have five other first rounders next year. Um, I would get back Mike Evans, the 1.04 and 4.08. Now, the 4.08 has a little more value in this league because we only keep 11. It's a shallow dynasty. We're expanding over time. So it's not just rookies, so it does have a little more value. But it's something I'm looking at. You know, my, my team is really stacked. Uh, I have Taylor, uh, ETN. I will have Brees Hall and Walker with the first and second overall pick. And uh, I have Javante Williams at, at running back already. Yeah, you so are I just stacked. want to get your thoughts, man. Okay, so you're you're trading. What's up, Smitty Victor here. Oh, Victor. Hold on one second, Victor. Let me repeat that one more time. Yeah, 10, 11, or 12 pick. Give up Chubb and my own 2023 next year, which should be a 10, 11, or 12 pick. For Evans in the 1.4. What do you guys think of that? He's stacked at running back. He's going to breeze Hall, Javante. He's got, he's got, stack, he's stacked at running back. He's going to get Evans in the 1.4 for Chubb. But you're giving up a 2020. So let me re- rewrite this because this doesn't look right. So it's the the Chubb in the 2023 20, first for Evans in the 1.4. So Chubb in a 23 first for Evans in the 1.4. Uh, I think I think you gotta probably do that because Chubb doesn't have a lot of time left. I think Evans, in your situation being stacked at running back, Evans could return the same amount of value as Chubb, plain and simple. And you're getting the 1.4, which is probably, in your opinion, guaranteed to be better than your 2023 first rounder. Um, yeah, give me Evans in the 1.4, but that's a really, really tough question just because it's tough to trade Chubb, but... Yeah. Last year when my friends were creating a league, they put the playoffs starting week 14. So the semifinals week 14, 15, and the finals week 16 and 17. Two games per round. I know it's kind of a strange league, but when they were creating, they didn't know nothing about fantasy football. And this year, the settings will be will continue. And Jonathan Taylor has his bye week in week 14. So if I have the first overall pick... Uh, I need to go in the other direction or do you think I still need to go with Jonathan Taylor? Uh, so your week, your playoffs start in week 14 and JT's on a bye. I guess the only thing I'd say, Victor, is if you get a first round bye, you could always play that card. Like, think about it. You get 13 weeks of JT and everybody else's stud players, they only get 12, you know, they're, they're going to get 12 weeks of their player. Because they're going to have a buy at some point in between that. If Taylor has a buy in week 14, you literally get to go all the way through the entire regular season without a buy for JT. You should have the number one spot. Uh, Devin. Devin, YouTube exclusive member. 
Um, so I guess my answer would be Shoddy. We'll see you later, pal. Shoddy's out of here. He had something to do with skunks, a skunk attack at his house. Multiple skunks are invading his home. That's weird. What is it? Huge colony of skunks. Until next time, Bubba. Catch you later, Bubba. See you later, buddy boy. Um, I forget what I was even saying. Anyway. Uh, Victor, oh, week 17. Yeah, so if you're going to have a first round buy, Victor, then maybe you could shoot for that and say, you know what, I'm just going to draft. I'm not going to draft around bye weeks. JT gives me uh, a first round buy. Then you have JT actually on his bye week in a week that doesn't even matter. And then you get you get no bye weeks for JT essentially. So it does depend on that. If literally you don't have a first round buy and you're going to be playing with JT in week 14, I would try and trade out of the pick. I wouldn't not pick JT. But I would definitely trade out of the pick and try and get that that twelve pick advantage, you know, whatever. Like get, get trade the first overall for a second and a third and give them back like an eighth rounder. Don't give them back a fourth rounder. Don't don't trade a first and a fourth for a second and a third. Don't do some even Steven. You kick me in the nads, I'll kick you in the nads and we're even. And now he's got the number one overall pick. You need to trade the first for a second and a third. It's a two for one type of feel. And you can throw back like a seventh or an eighth, but nothing earlier than that. Don't don't get crazy on me. Uh, this message from Tariq. Hey, Smitty, it's Tariq. Happy Wednesday to you. Happy Wednesday to everyone in the chat. Hope everyone's doing well. Uh, my question is, with the two elite receivers that are left in DK Metcalf and Debo Samuel, who do you think is going to sign first to a long-term deal? Or who do you think is going to get dealt away to a contender, if not? Yeah, I don't know if any of the big receivers are getting traded. You know, it, anything's possible. This this offseason's been crazy. Wouldn't surprise me, but it sounds to me, Debo, DK, neither one of them's leaving. The Seahawks want to get a deal done with DK. The Niners want to get a deal with, De- with Debo, but on their time. And Debo's like, I'd rather go somewhere fresh, is what Debo's thinking. But he has no leverage, and he's trying to be as happy as he can with the situation. I don't think either are getting traded. Uh, last question, then I'll hit the other ones tonight. What's up, Smitty? So let's see. What have you got on the clock? And you got T. Higgins and Keenan Allen. I know you're a big Herbert guy. Um, who are you taking? Keenan uh, Allen or T. Higgins? T. T. Higgins is safer. I'm going to go T. Higgins over Keenan Allen. I, lo- I love. I mean, I love Burrow and Herbert both, and they're both playing. They're both the quarterbacks uh, uh, of of these guys. So give me T. Higgins over. The older Keenan Allen, the injury-prone Keenan Allen. I think Mike Williams, the man right here in front of your face, could be the number one wide receiver. But Higgins is so much safer. I want neither one of them in round two, though. I'm just making that clear. End of round three, Higgins is definitely, uh, you know, preferably four. But I understand he's probably not falling that far. But, like, I'm not taking him in round two. Not taking either one of them in round two. Uh, guys, that's gonna do it. We're almost at uh, we're almost we're close to like two hours in the show today. I'm live Monday through Friday, every single Monday through Friday. So join me tomorrow at 7 p.m. Eastern. I'm of course live anytime there's breaking news. So if something breaks tonight, I go live. If something breaks tomorrow, that's big breaking news. I want you to remember me. Remember, oh my God, Smitty's probably live right now because if it breaks, I go live. I walk into my studio, I fire it up. And I go live. That's the whole, that's what I want from the show more than anything. We're not just a fantasy show. We are a news and NFL show. 
And when something's important, we, we jump on it right away. Get on over to thefantasyfootballshow.com. Get your one-on-one text advice. I've pinned the, 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 the chat has a pinned link to the YouTube exclusive group. Join that. Um, play DFS with the link below using promo code Smitty and use the link below at Fantasy Underdog. I respond to every comment in the comment section once this video posts. So please comment and get on over to thefantasyfootballshow.com. See you tomorrow. I'll be here at 7 p.m. or earlier tomorrow. Appreciate every one of you. Blackbeard, Ryan, Daddy Dennis, Overcome, Paul, thank you, Ron, Navy, Terry, what's up, Freddy, both Terrys, Swaggy, Silver, Lucas, Stormcat, Swaggy, Ron Navy dropping yet another super chat. Thank you, Ron, appreciate all of you guys. Peace out. Ron's just a beast. Ron's a monster. Ron was born a monster, molded in the dark like Bane. First in the building, Jeb, appreciate you being here. Appreciate all the super chats. Appreciate every single one of you bad boys dropping knowledge, dropping great questions. Call Saul in the building. Stormcat, thank you. Official, appreciate you. Mario, appreciate you. Ryan, shoddy. Hope the skunks are okay. Or not okay, depending on your objective. Ricky, appreciate you. Terry Roberts dropping a late super. Big wad right on the screen. Thank you, Terry. Terry, I hope your jury duty's done. Was it maybe Terry's involved in the maybe he's in the Deshaun Watson case and can't talk about it. Terry, are you one of the jurors? There's no jury in civil, but Terry? Is there something that you're not telling us, Terry? Reese Hall is eight foot tall. He will always answer the mother freaking call. Don't let him fall. Later, everybody. Appreciate you. See you tomorrow, 7 p.m. Eastern, unless breaking news happens. I'll be live earlier. Later. Maybe tonight, too. Michael, live tonight. He does a whole of a job. A whole of a job. A whole of a job. Reese Hall, please report to the moon. He does a whole of a job. Oh, look at that. Paul joined the YouTube exclusive memberships right before we ended. I had to let it run one more time. I appreciate you, uh, Paul, and drop a couple emojis on your way out the door. Blackbeard, Mr. B, Ryan, Freddie, see you all tomorrow.